last time on the Foul Play Podcast. Our intrepid heroes were liberating the town from the evil anarchistic machinations of one bartender and one stodgy bar. <laughs> that's actually all. Oh, that was, that's uh, all true. That's awesome. <laughs> that was way better than <laughs> I expected. We're just, it's, it's all gold, man. Stole the show. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of you guessed it, the Foul Play Podcast. This is episode ten. They are just getting into the second part, second part of book one, the Hellfire Compact. And why is it called the Hellfire Compact? Because a rich arch baron by the name of Darius Fax has managed to pull a piece of rock from the Flugstin, a layer of hell itself, and make them all slap their palm on it, save queen, save country, save themselves. And now you're all legally obligated to be paid by the local dictator to be the law. You guys have taken over the sheriff's office and have recently just arrested an unconscious Bogart Ellard of the Last Stand Tavern. And I believe um, Dimitri was chasing down a certain bard by the name of Riley Kells because you were told that he may have information on... Anyone remember? The angel knight. Oh, right. Yes. That, yes. that mailed her helmet to the church and got them all freaking stirred up. Bloody Amodeans, you know. Completely agree. Uh, I would like a local knowledge check from all, though, please. I don't have local knowledge, but I've got history. Uh, oh, that hurts. That's a nine. <laughs> what was that? Natural one for two. <laughs> well, I, also got a, I also got a natural one for nine. I missed Aiden and Simri. 24. Okay. Untrained of eight. Okay. Simri, it would make sense. I mean, she is our local gal. It's like, was, you know, here the longest. Um, You know, the rumors are becoming fact. And when you were first hired by Rislargo and asked around, there are there is a reason why this sort of impromptu martial law is being imposed on Longacre after so long of being without even a mayor. The mayor disappeared a little while back and no one seemed to care and the town ran just fine without him. Now suddenly, looking for some mercenaries, the lackey of our arch baron has stirred things up, locked things down and put you guys sort of in charge of keeping the peace as it were. And why is because paladins of Imode on the border have taken over a keep that was believed to hold a secret relic that belonged to them. And emboldened by this victory, they are now forming what they are calling a holy crusade and advancing into your country. You haven't really discussed this openly with the gentleman, but this is... That's not cool. No, it's not cool. And if she doesn't tell you, maybe you don't know. <laughs> None of you guys have hit 20, right? Um, but it is something that needs to be in Simri's head moving forward. So, guys, 
picking up our unconscious bartender and chasing down uh, Riley Kells. After witnessing what you guys did, he does surrender. What do you guys want to do now? Oh, I'll pick up the unconscious bartender, toss him over my shoulders like a fireman carry, and start walking out. Okay. Yeah, let's head back to the sheriff's office. We're going to strip him naked and, and put him in stocks so, for his insolence. <laughs> strip him down to his civvies or like completely dangling? Uh, civvies. We'll go civvies. Okay. Because, we, you know, we are we are lawful evil, not completely. <laughs> I'm chaotic evil, so. Well, wouldn't exposing a man. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't exposing a man actually like break a law while you're trying to like correct a, you know, a misdemeanor? So is there an indecency law? I'm sure there is. If not, Absolutely. there should be. <laughs> or is or, or is there a permit? This place seems pretty uptight. <laughs> I'm well, sure there are. They there are ugly permits, back then. But if you don't have the permit, it's an indecency. It's indecent exposure. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I can apply for a, per- a permit to strip him naked. That's so lawfully though. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. But one of you guys should totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Well, said- I don't want to. So. <laughs> I haven't said anything. You guys just decided this amongst yourselves. You need a permit so that you're packing. Huh? Huh? Mm. There you go. Yeah, there goes the terrible dad joke. <laughs> now let's go back to your awesome role playing where you guys decide the laws of the land without me. Um, <laughs> well, you guys you guys got your little freaking red armbands. Uh, they look like a sash, but it really is sort of an armband that you wear up on the forearm, uh, just so we're clear. But it's tied to like a sash-like ribbon. You know, though you guys could actually like stretch it out on a big golden sash across your chest if you wanted. I mean, uh, you know, anything's possible. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Options are there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get in the way, probably. So let's head on back to our headquarters and I'm going to throw in a little bit of mood music as you guys spend the night actually yeah i guess it is like the night um as you guys spend the evening uh, i'm assuming questioning riles while buddy unconsciously has a little nap outside in the pillory yep okay so yes. you guys want to th- by, by questioning you mean torturing right did you want to throw him in a cell did you, what do you guys want to do i want to torture him <laughs> with <laughs> back in my hometown it was hobby of mine all right so where is <laughs> no no there there's that 10 seconds where we're, we're both each got an arm he's coming with me <laughs> yeah <laughs> no he's coming with me oh fine i'll let the rookie have you <laughs> oh damn it's a good thing we're not pu- pulling out uh, hero points all right oh you're huge again oh guess what i never fixed that map i can't see this map it's okay Wouldn't they actually be villain points in this instance VPs. Uh, VPs. No, because you guys all whine going, hey, there's no hero points. Can we all have that bonus feat, as it says in the rules for having the, you know, playing a non-heroic character? Well, wait. Well, you said we have the armbands and we get to make the rules, though, right? Sort of. <laughs> I will tell you what. I will offer a system of VPs, okay, for being evil, but, as it asks in the player's handbook, leaning into the lawful evil, doing it with style. You know, using your skills, diplomacy, threats, that type of thing. Chaos, yeah. burning, dogs through windows, that does not get you VPs. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's no fun. I didn't say you... But, you, but I understand. I didn't say you couldn't question him stringently behind closed doors. You know what I mean? 
But yes, I suppose if nobody sees it, then nothing has happened. <laughs> so, um, who's got their hands on Kells? You guys, like, you guys throw him into the main room, and he's like, guys, 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 you know, <clears throat> smooth, yeah, we, smoothing we, himself out. You know, I'm, I'm a tax-paying citizen of Longacre. I, I do have rights, right? <laughs> you guys all crowd around him. I don't believe that's how the law works. Look, I, I have money. I, I could pay. You know, how... how uh, wait a minute. What what was I arrested for? Oh, I'm not with him. Pointing outside where you guys are like, you know, the other two are locking him up. Oh, um, no. Now you are under arrest for attempting to bribe an official. That is an offense. I never offered you the money. I just said I have money. Mm. You, we shall see how this stands up in the court. You were also out past curfew in a... a domicile with more than the limited amount of people listed on the law. Oh. I believe by my count it was 16. The the notice on the front of the of the tavern covered in I think it's gravy or chili or so. Oh, I th- I thought that was like starting on the weekend, not like now. I mean, like why why would Bulgart open his establishment and let us all come in? I think it's the I think it's his responsibility for not Telling us, you know, or closing his doors at eight or kicking us out. He has a separate fine for that. This is yours. Oh, well, I... It has been posted multiple places. You know know what? I I understand now completely. You know, I'm new in town. I've only been here like a week or so. And and I'm I'm very, very sorry uh, that there's been such a misunderstanding about... And he's pointing at Nico and taps his purse, but doesn't say it out loud. You know, and and, and the other things. And uh, I'm just hoping you guys would... um, let me off with a warning. This is literally my second day in town, and I know the rules. You've been in town a week. I'm. That's on you. But I'm a civilian. I mean, obviously they gave you like a form to fill out or or a one day training course. Hey, unfortunately, ignorance is no excuse. Hey, I I could work for you guys. Yeah, I could be the eyes and ears of this town. You know, completely not realizing Simri is already that for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I could, I could, I could, you know, I could, I could stay at the taverns and, and you know, ply my trade, but listen for rumors and all that type of thing, and promptly have everyone out the door on time. I get to, I get, to, I get to work and be, you know, a law-abiding, working into the system um, personage in your lovely town, and you know, I could, I could, you know, get you guys like really good information. For uh, you know, a small price. What do you think? Sen- so the- sense motive, guys. Mm. <laughs> Certainly. At this point, Luca and Simri uh, return from outside where Rom had. I got a twenty. Rom had like dumped the body in front of the pillory, and the two of them were hooking him up, having some kind of Seven. argument or conversation about what foot and what head goes in what hole exactly. <laughs> they put him in wrong. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my. I, 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 I never said that. I just said it. it his seemed... legs go in the armholes and his head in there too. That'd be the best. Oh. I'm just saying that he could lose a few pounds. And if we put his waist in that little one, it might squeeze out the fat. I like the enthusiasm, but science, uh, but like modern health medicine, as it doesn't work that way. Please, pr- please refer to Professor Niles. I'm sure he can help. I'm sure he can point you in the correct weight loss direction. <laughs> I have a health, uh, a healing check from you, Luca. They're free because everyone, you don't have to be trained in it to make these ones. 
That is a 12. Okay. You're pretty sure that if he's if he stayed in there any length of time, the squeezing would be worse than like the medieval corsets, like it, he would die. You know, not to mention you couldn't get the damn thing shut despite her enthusiasm. I mean, she stood right on top of it and still you just couldn't get the lock closed, so. Well, that's why you need somebody in heavy armor. Because <laughs> you're going to go back out there and help? That man tried improving my eyesight with chili. The least I could do is help him with his stomach. Ah, see, now that that's leaning towards a VP point for, for decent roleplay, like picking up the old joke or whatever. But I do have to hold these points for, like, you know, brilliance. Otherwise, I can't give them out like candy like I do force points. I've been told I've been a little too generous. So I have to make you guys work for it. But Simri's <clears throat> on the right path. So anyway, um, they come in. They're having this lovely conversation. And there's... Riley standing in the middle of the sheriff's office surrounded by you guys trying to talk his way out and uh, what were our sense motives because I lost them 16 6 8 okay I got 20 oh there we go <laughs> uh, he is doing the fast talking like he's just trying to get out of whatever's coming he has no idea that you're going to about to question him about the angel knight but it's like you know what I mean like the guy seems pretty perceptive he's trying to get out ahead distract you know set, he's weaseling yes yes it's there's you know set up a situation control it and then come up with a solution and we're all happy you know now his offer isn't bad but like i said simmer you come in the door and this guy this man the worst like looks like a peacock and a and a, a crow that he crushed on it through his hat um is offering to be the party you know eyes and ears of the town and glean information and all that type of stuff that's your job well, I'm sorry, my dear sir, but I don't know if one can be as discreet when uh, one wears his mother's curtains. <laughs> now, if you could uh, sit down and uh, relax, taking out her dagger and just playing with it. Okay. We have some questions. <laughs> Scoops up his cape and just kind of plunks himself down obediently. Um but he does mumble something about hiding in plain sight and gaining someone's confidence and getting them to open up as opposed to, you know, threats and pointy things. It's different styles all. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, center of the room, chair that faces the west, and he's kind of half-cocked facing you guys that I'm assuming are all, like, standing in the front of the office now. Um, he sits, and we begin. Do I need to fade to black and just have you guys do some rolls? Intimidation. <laughs> It um, depends on what rating you want. <laughs> uh, are you going? Are you going HBO? Or are we going? We're, like, we're going HBO Max. We're going <laughs> over the top, twirling mustache. There's a lot of things you can do to a person that they can't stand and would beg you to stop. You know, slowly a, oh. tearing the fabric of his hat. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> he just starts stealing his guns. One feather. No. <laughs> one feather at a time. In his, in his, slowly increasing the amount of bad smells in his cell. <laughs> well, we haven't decided on a cell form yet. Makeup but... on him. Yeah. <laughs> his own bubble of hell, the air around his uh, face. Just... I think the simultaneous approach is good. Okay, so Rom just pulls out a makeup kit from nowhere and starts making him look like a <laughs> like a juggalo, right? Simri's twirling a hat and then just starts implying that you know one by feather, little feathers plucking off, has his complete attention, right? Rom goes and lifts his chin, and then we have we have Luca just kind of gesturing 
at the cell behind him and he already starts crinkling his nose and looking behind him again and then you know rom grabs his chin face front applying makeup and that, that, that's the, hey, and these are the amateurs up. these are the eyes up these are the amateurs we haven't even gotten into nico and the professor yet i think i better pull the camera out now uh intimidate guys and it's the biggest aid another oh, no, that's oh, ever I, I, aided. I, 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 there's three there's the three of them <laughs> five <laughs> no, no not counting you nico the three they're already messing with them Oh, okay, 26. Okay. okay. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> the 19 Ten. on the dice. <laughs> what'd you, what'd you, you did it uh, dirty. Nice. 23. All right. Um, So who was our lead? Uh, Sim reacted first by snatching the hat, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. So many good rolls. I'd hate to waste two twenty over 20s on like one So Simmery with a 23. Okay, he's very upset. We don't have to do that. We, we we don't have to do that. I I traveled all the way to Osirian, and he starts going on about some kind of rare bird, like to decorate that hat to to show that he's a world traveler, right? And and he doesn't even like kind of register what Rom's doing to him. I'm sure Rom's twenty six will be like a mirror and a big reveal in a moment, right? Uh, and then there's that kind of like who fought it moment with the ten, like could be anybody, you know. He hasn't even clued into what Luke is doing. Um, do you stop? Simmery. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I could, I could, you know, like, you guys haven't asked him any questions. That's the thing. <laughs> you guys are just messing with him. I'm so sorry. Uh, I didn't know it was your job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. I mean, the first few feathers were, you know, for the insult on my personal person. But, yeah, there you go. Um, no, uh, then I would proceed to ask him if he knows anything about the helmet that recently uh, found its way into the possession of the emodians in our little town oh oh um you mean uh the the sermon a couple days ago um yeah uh wait a minute wasn't everybody there weren't you there hey aren't you guys missing somebody starts looking around for for garion <laughs> it's like where's the guy with the book oh yeah you know no no i don't remember you uh uh Okay, so what about it? Well, being someone who recently just blew into town and around the same time that the helmet did, we're possibly wondering if you knew where it came oh, from. Oh, I, I, sent I, I didn't give her the helmet. No, 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 no. That was the uh, Angel Knight. Uh, and then he just suddenly stops talking. The who? Uh, well, it could be anyone. I mean, you know, these holy people, you know, like it just... It, it, Angel Knight sounds like a pretty damn impressive title. Well, yeah, it. she was pretty impressive in person. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, it sounds pretty good. Oh, so you do know her. Well, well I don't, I, I, I don't know her, uh, like personally, and your D6 ran out. <laughs> kind of clams up. <laughs> Anybody else want to have a stab at him? Samuel, <laughs> uh, give a look towards the doctor and Nico and just take a step back. I think uh, these gentlemen will be more your style. Um, so Nico just kind of looks at her, looks at the guy at the table, looks at the doctor, um, stands if- up and says, I'm tired of this. <laughs> and then as he's walking out, call me when you need to play a more experienced time. And I'm going to go outside and screw with the guy in the stuff. Now, when you say that, 
I mean, when opportunity knocks. Uh, no. yeah, you know, okay, okay, okay. Fade black, fade black, fade black. Okay, back on Niles, back on Niles, back, no. back on Professor Crow. No, I'm going to just mess with his head. <laughs> you know, bucket of the water Which in the one? face to splash it on him. Oh, well, you're going to wake him up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Niles? But let them continue. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> um, I'm afraid if anything I were to uh, attempt, it would, after I have would be finished amputation would be the uh final uh result of my work uh lady simmer if you're fine with that i will proceed in the most earnest uh, a- amputation but that's bad right oh um, just no, wait, wait wait if you don't mind hey, losing some limbs he, he, pull, he pulls out like a little thesaurus and he starts looking up what it means <laughs> Ampu, amp, ampu, amputee, amputate. Am- oh, I will gather the restraints. <laughs> and he puts down a bag and he starts pulling out some leather straps. Oh no, no, no! Wait, what does amputation mean? <laughs> and I, he shows you the book. We don't have to do that. And he's just holding up the book in front of Rom, who's still like going to town on his face. Oh, could you please hold I'm it? I'm down for that. Well, I'm an actor, right? You guys put makeup on me. Okay. Like, I'm down for, like, you know, I, but I think I'm being, like, touched up for, like, the six o'clock news, not what the hell he's doing to me. So, like I said, we're still waiting for that big reveal, right? He's your ace in the sleeve. Uh, Niles, yes, it's your threat. Let's have your intimidate, please. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. He's... No, we don't have to do... He's, he's not putting it together. Like, he knows what it means, and the straps are coming out. You know, he, like, he gets that something bad's going to happen with Eleven, but it's he's not completely convinced because you're, you know, mediocre role, so. Maybe he's into that kind of thing. No, no, it's, he just doesn't believe. It's fine. He just No threat was ever intended. <laughs> the doctor only means to help, not her. <laughs> no, I think I think what Ryan means is, like, when fingers start coming off, he'll get the point. Mm. Uh, well, how about before we resort to that and before we continue on that line of thinking why don't you elaborate to us your spiel or song you were singing when we first entered the bar what was that about oh oh uh that that was just some um just just some dribble just a little side piece i was working on i was just um was trying to um uh inspire the people yes yes very in sense motive Ooh. 18 24 is DC no no I uh, uh that was I was trying to inspire them but it was like a double meeting to like obey you know the grander law and of course who is the law around here but you guys right yeah yeah, yeah. anyway you're not sure what his speech was about or for and the spin he's putting on it uh, it makes sense but you know, I mean, there's there's that. Sure, you probably think he's lying, but you don't. You can't kind of catch him in it, because it literally is asking for me to like do opposed bluff rolls with you guys. <laughs> now he's starting to warm up. Um, anyway, but you, so, all any of you listening can sense motive. We don't have to rely on Rom's sharp wit. <laughs> no offense, buddy. Sharp what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, with a negative one penalty, my fourteen. I'm like, oh, you know, man, it was pretty. It was a bop. <laughs> you, you, you're trying things out. I mean, you saw them. They weren't even paying attention. I, I could have been talking about paint drying on the wall. And uh, I could I just could I uh, would you mind? Uh, you know, Rami's screwing up your makeup. He's twi- he's twitching. 
Well, that's fine. Can I, can I just get I would have stopped at that point. Can I just get a little uh a little parched? I'll pull out my uh my water flask <laughs> and it to him. Okay. And then I will also draw my sword and using the reflection show him his face. Be like, would you like to repeat okay. what you sung? He gets a, I was very interested in hearing it. He gets one gulp down and then goes for the second and glances down at the sword, eyes wide, thinking you're going to pull it on him. Then he sees what you're doing, and with your original 26, and now backed up, like, trying a brand new angle with the sword, with your new 27, is that what I'm looking at here? Yep, natural okay. 24 or okay. 27. Okay, he turns his head, because I'm too polite to spit in anyone's face. He turns his head sideways, because I know it would be my death if I spit on you anyway. Uh, goes, what's up? And he's like... Quinn, you you've painted me as a harlequin, and he starts freaking out and just rubbing his face frantically. No, no, you know. Anyway, is that very happy? I guess with that style of entertainment, or perhaps that maybe doesn't think that's a good look for him. But he does seem to become rapidly very upset. Perhaps Simri gives <laughs> so, gives Luca a nudge. Wouldn't it be such a shame if that seemed to be permanent? Oh, that's a good point. Well, let's make sure that any part he rubs off can be replaced. Begins prestidigitation on any part that he's successfully rubbed so it matches the color. Okay. Um. Anyway, he, he dances around the room, rubs an entire face into his cloak, and then runs over to Rom still holding the sword and like grabs Rom like forcibly by the arm and slaps the sword up in front of his eyes and nothing's changed thanks to the prisoner station it's like reset and he freaking loses his mind <laughs> now he's hysterical and as the KGB might say pliable possibly at, so, at this height of hysteria open to suggestion I, I will place my sword on the table Gently shove him back down into the chair. Unwrap my scarf, revealing a nasty, nasty burn of wings made of snakes up along his neck. Okay. And tie his hands to the chair. Okay. He's he's babbling at this point. Mom said it ended up being a second-rate mime. I'm not a mime. I'm not a mime. <laughs> and it's just like he just like tying. He's watching you, just babbling. You know. I mean, Harlequin's not far off from a mine, but, you know, okay. So tie him up. All right. Now, you will answer all of our questions, and we will make sure you do not look like a mine. Fair enough? Yes, yes, anything. Just get it off, get it off. Anyway, um, fading out at this point, and coming back to the next morning, where uh, Nico is just rocking in a chair, sitting or sitting on that couch out from the sheriff's office with, like, a great big pipe. You're really enjoying himself. He had a good night for whatever reason. <laughs> you guys get him to break down and he, he was writing ballads, but it's all bullshit. Um, he really doesn't know that much. He came across a woman in winged plate armor, like literal wings sticking out the back of the plate armor. He describes it as... Um, like a metal bone structure with actual feathers stuck on it. Like it's a decoration. Like, look, I'm an angel in a play. Like not functioning, flapping. You know what I mean? Um, oh, you know how like the the samurai have the standard and they like stick it in the back of their armor and it sticks up over their head. Like, here's my flag. And they ride around with it, right? 
something like that, like big grotesque metal bars sticking over his shoulders backwards with wings, you know, doing the I have the tallest hat, I'm in charge kind of, you know, motif. But it is impressive. Winged plate armor. He met, met her at dawn a couple days ago atop a hill miles outside of town. She was praying, and when the dawn light reflected upon her sculpted helm, which apparently is the helm that they were showing, or one just like it, that angel face helm, completely enclosed with just the creepy eyes. She looked like a real angel. He dropped to his knees when she approached, and then she helped him up and told him not to be afraid. He asked her her name. Her name is Lencia Visarin. And then she left. He was so inspired, he spent the last day or two writing ballads about her. And I'm afraid that's all he knows. But you do have a more complete description and an actual name. <clears throat> do you let him go? Do you take the paint off? Or am I going to spend my days in a smelly cell? That this gets worse and worse as Luca has spare time. Roll now to seal his fate. I vote we lock him up, to be honest, because he was belligerent. I mean, there's locking him up, but Keep also, I days. mean, we could also just inspire him to create a counter ballad, correct his misinformation to the people. Re-education is not out of the realms of Duoville. Um, we have rudimentary tools available. It was fairly helpful, though. But he did not put up a fight at the bar. If, Which would mean that he's a prime candidate for re-education. Exactly. He could be sent back into the world with proper, uh, with a proper mentality. Simri, what is your actual plus to sense motive? Negative one. Okay. Dimitri? Dimitri? He's looking it up. Give me all your pluses, boys. I have an idea. Niles? Hmm. Your plus to sense motive? Uh, yeah, it's my raw wisdom. Which I'm plus four. Okay. And my name is uh, Nico. Nico. Who's Dimitri? I don't know. The other Russian. I mean, we have a bird named Deimos. Yeah, that's probably what br- turned my brain over. Nico, Nico. <clears throat> Niles. Uh, zero. Okay. Rom. Negative one. Okay. And Luca. Um, Luca's bonus is plus one. And would you like Deimos's? Yes. As soon as the character she loads. Uh, Deimos is at plus two. Okay. So a slightly better chance to like lean in and go, not buying it, boss. Okay. So mm-hmm. with a whopping passive sense motive ranging from nine to two of her characters, mediocreing around 10, 11, 12 for most, and Nico at a 14, um, with no one having like 15 or higher, I was going to do some hand waving going, okay, you know, blah, 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 don't, not to roll. However, instead of rolling, which is kind of an in the moment thing, you guys have spent all night with this guy okay and i will say nico at least and probably possibly like it's not overly hard you know even if i like a dc 10 most of you guys agree that this guy will say anything to not get hurt you know what i mean like she inspired him he wrote ballads you threatened him he offered to work for you you let him go he'll read the town and tell them what he thinks they want to know so if you guys keep like you know, leaning on him and chasing him around, he'll, he might, he may, you know, right. If he feels that there's better coin to be had, you know, plying the church or the, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's a bard and he's like you said, weaselly. So his, uh, his loyalty might rely on the wind kind of thing. Wait, how many religious symbols did we find on him? 
uh, at least, uh, yeah, plus the couple, yeah. you, plus the couple you planted until you actually found real ones. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, hey, what's a motor? Oh, you have one. Never mind. Hey, what's a I'm holding on to it for a friend. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, so you want to keep them? Let them go. Keeping prisoners in here, the town finds out, and depends who you hold and how long and how many. I think we should hold him for three days. Okay. No more. We can't release him after curfew. Like you stay it's in the night morning. at least. It's next morning. Yeah. Fade out. Did your rolls next morning? Nico is on the couch enjoying the morning sunrise, smoking a pipe. He had a good night. Here we are next day. He wakes up. You guys, you know, all file back in from the Ash Tea House where you slept. Or if you slept here, you know, you guys have washed, dressed, cleaned yourselves up, come back. And it's today. It's a brand new day of keeping the peace. And, you know, it kind of comes up. I'm just curious if you guys want to let him go or. Yeah. If, if he spent the night, I think we could let him go. I think, you know, and then, you know, escort him out and make a big show. Thank you so much for your cooperation. Uh, hopefully in the future, you will not violate the edict of of the Baron, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Happy we came to an understanding, and yes, please take inspiration from us in your uh, future endeavors as an artist. It can only do you kind in the future. So, um, something I've noticed with comments is people that have played through this go, hey, we did this, or where's that? Sometimes things never literally actually show up, and it doesn't mean I'm deleting from them from the adventure. There were barmaids that were ready to defend him, but you guys led with such strong intimidation, they just left. They decided they're like, nope, I'm not paid enough for this, goodbye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they were ready to throw down with you guys, and it's like, you guys were so heavy-handed up front, I'm like, nope, they just leave. You know, I'm not getting anyone pulling Rom's gorgeous hair. So... <laughs> With that mask off, it does whoosh. Uh, just, just hinting. Oh, very much so. I'm just hinting at how perfectly human he appears, right? So anyway, um, <clears throat> what's on the docket for today? Anything you guys want to do? Want to take a stroll around town? Have Simri show you the sights? Wait for random shit to happen? Uh, wake up old Blackheart and uh, see what he has to say? Nothing. I believe having Simri show us around the town that we're supposed to enforce would probably benefit us the most. Sorry, can we just repeat what Ryan said? <laughs> You're gonna take them on a little tour. Oh, sure. you you know this town better than most, and we are mostly unaware of the goings of this town. Certainly, certainly, we've been jumping from uh, job to job. It couldn't hurt to relax and then take in the sights. Uh, now, being kind to Alex, who I've not, because you know this is kind of leading into her being a player, even though I've handed her an NPC. So far, we've been able to handle what she knows through my head, inserting her with roles and me just saying, oh, Simri tells you, that type of thing. She knows the entire town. And instead of me feeding Alex a whole page and like deleting a whole bunch of stuff that wouldn't make sense, like the information, I just give it to her. But deleting the GM knowledge, it, it what she would know would make no sense. So um, I'm going to give you guys a list of locations. And if something interests you, then I can have Alex said Simri go, you know, tell you what she knows if she wishes, kind of thing. Okay. If there's what? Ports. Always go to the ports. As in like the dock? Yes. Yeah. Are we not a landlocked town? No. Unfortunately. No, no but uh there actually is Oh River. <laughs> yeah, there actually is um Crick? There no, there there's like a harbor master kind of guy. There's a... where are we here? Oh, there's that's <clears> where all the crime's at. Yeah. 
outside. Oh, so some locations that are outside Longacre Simmery. Okay. There's Fort uh, Esalonzo. It's an abandoned fort that once served as a staging ground for the Chellis Army's anti-bandit operation in the Whispering Wood. Uh, recently, however, it's uh, just been left alone. And there's some rumors about, you know, don't people go there, don't come back kind of thing. And no one's bothered to, like, be brave enough to check it out or even, like, care to investigate it because it's outside of town. You know what I mean? Kids are warned. Kid, little kids are warned not to go play out there. That kind of thing. It's spooky. Yeah. Well, and we're in the spooky season. There is uh, the Scarlet Crown, which is the actual house of Fex named after his coat of arms. You were just came from there. Um, there's the lumber camps that are out beyond the tannery. And the lumber camps are where you have your indentured slaves, some permanent residents, criminals. They're not really slaves, more as like criminals that are just like never get to leave, work the lumber mm, camps. Paying their debt. Yeah. And, and it's a big debt. And some seasonal lumberjacks, right? Call them, uh, you know, half-civilized lifers. Uh, it's a dangerous, rowdy place, and there's nothing to be had there but axes and lumber. Like, it's, you know, there's nothing value there. It's a, Again, a lot of people, why go stir up a hornet's nest, right? Uh, the tannery we visited and definitely left our mark. And last but not least, outside of town, we have um, Ingo Zogs Simmery. He runs the Longacre Dock. And this guy is... I, want, I don't want to say he's shifty, but it's like, you know, everything's legit on paper. Some freight goes missing. He can't help you. That kind of thing. You know, impromptu taxes and inspections, that kind of thing. But not, but never enough where, like, everyone would rise up against him kind of thing. Like, you people need the goods flowing, and he controls the docks. And he is the person put in charge by the Archbaron for these docks. So... To mess with him, technically by extension, is messing with the Archbaron. No one wants to do with that. So you just have to put up with this guy's, you know, uh, wheeling and dealing. And that's well, what's where Niles wants to go. <clears throat> well, I was going to say, since they've asked me about the town, uh, I know Nico's palmed the uh, slave parchment. I could mention the lumber mill to him, saying, you know, slaves seem to be in that area. So you might find your boy and be able to collect your goods over there. And I can offer to. Uh, bring the doctor over to the docks and talk with the guy since I know him if he has interest in importing goods questioning why he wants to go to the docks do you guys all want to head down there or just uh, this could be a little sidebar with these two oh no just it's uh, to statistically average that the harbors uh, harbor also the majority of the crime and the illegal import of the city uh, nature of the beast there and, I mean, if you're all feeling uppity and uh, want to go have some fun, there's an old abandoned, uh, call it fortress in the woods. Fortress in the woods, you say? Yeah, abandoned from Cheliac's army. Uh, they were trying to rally or take care of bandits, one of the two, and uh, it's been empty for a while. Kids say that it's pretty creepy, and uh, the locals stay away from it, so it might be something interesting. Be worth a wonder, I would think. I do fancy myself a bit of a historian in Chalaxian expansionism. Perhaps I could find a relic, an old rusty sword or two. <laughs> might be Whatever floats your boat, Doc. Unlikely to want to be found out there. Raise of hands, do we want to <laughs> split the party? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, segway, say what? Uh, Doc seems up for anything. 
Nico, Luca, Rob. Take care, Nod. You decide and I shall follow. What a good Don't. man. See, a good walk, a good walk into the park. Oh, does good for the constitution. And then we'll swing by the harbor master on the way back in to make sure all is up and up for the empire and all. <laughs> this is intriguing. I've lived here most of my life well, in, from inside walls, but I've never been outside of the city too much. The docks are new, as are the... You said there's a fort here. How could there be a fort and master never mentioned? Hmm. Uh, history? That is part of, you know, historical events. If, uh, but Is relevant? Well, if you want. I mean, she mentions the fort and you've heard of it. And there's it, there's ties to a part of the army. It's an outpost. There was a whole ban against the bandit campaign, but it's it's part of history. But it's not like relevant history. Like it, you know, like you said, it's it's just kind of like it happened. You know, <laughs> it's something that Sheliax <laughs> did. Big whoop. It's not like aha and General So and So led his army. Like you know what I mean? No, it, it's so knowledge minor history. that we, yeah yeah. Knowledge history of twenty three. Okay. Yeah. What she sixteen. What she said is legit. Both of you. You know it's. It's a structure. It was a fort. It was built to keep bandits at bay so they weren't hindering trade routes near the area. And when they, you know, got rid of bandits, when more religion and more, you know, hell knights and everything, and bandits are like, not worth it. They just don't have the money to put guys in a fort that's, that's doing nothing when bandit problem is solved. So it's just sat there. If anything or anyone is in there now, they're definitely keeping a low profile. Right. Potentially, why Master never mentioned it. Hmm. Sorry, sir? Oh, good place for rats to hide. My curiosity is piqued. Perhaps you should take a look at these sometime. So, yeah, day one, patrol the town, and the first thing you guys want to do is leave town. <laughs> take it aside. I did not say now, I said sometime. Okay. You take me so literally. I'm just, uh, I'm just, uh, Putting you in the same frame of mind, of, you know, where our your actions might lead us. I think it would be wise for us to continue our patrols around the town. Let them know that our presence is here. Perhaps visit the markets. See if there's any more stirrings up at the church. As we will. Certainly. Do we want to make our presence known as one big moving unit? Or uh, should we buddy up? No, let's rock as a, as a crew. Roll through town like the SS. Get a little drummer boy to announce our presence every time. Yeah, now if you want to give me another silver and buy me a drum, <laughs> that little that little <laughs> urchin to, that took off with your money. <laughs> oh yes, the merchant. <laughs> Not the merchant, the urchin. <laughs> oh yes, the the urchin. Now mm. <laughs> same reaction. Zimri. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's you don't that's to, start scary. You don't happen to know where the um the young ones tend to reside during the day. Oh, they usually run through the market trying to pinch whatever they can if they're poor. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But where do they return to? With a knowledge local, I'm sure I might be able to think of something with a 13. When, when, you're, when you were young and hanging out with like a, a crew or whatever before you, you know, gave them up and hung in your own. So there's there's the proverbial alley or rooftop or, you know, nest of them where you're, you could f easily find one D8 urchins. <laughs> Is this what we're going to do today? <laughs> or just, maybe we should just make a list and like, as we circle around the town, check off the list, right? And Luca no, is the, dragging an urchin, kicking and screaming. Check that box, no, you know. 
I just got the kick of like you refer to them as one d eight urchins. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that was the best yeah. description ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, she can't tell you how many are there. We would just have to, you know. <laughs> say, uh, I, you know, if I was to put chance, this. Lady Fate, on a sided object and roll it, <laughs> so, it's a one to eight scenario. <laughs> but what you're telling me though is that they tend to, if they have a place to reside, it tends to be on rooftops or in alley, in back alleys, anywhere where they're out of the way. Hmm. Demos. <laughs> sure, you're Demos now. Best of luck. <laughs> Get master. Do please, do please fly just slight a bit north, uh, a, a bit south of us and follow behind. Please watch for any urchins that happen to follow us and find out if you can see where exactly where they return home to. Okay. So he hops off his shoulder and this this stone crow goes bouncing down the street and it only seems to take flight when it rounds a corner and um, you ever see a, like you're driving down the road and you see birds on the road and they just take off at a very low angle towards a ditch. You see him take off kind of flapping madly, maybe getting a foot off the ground before he's into the alley and out of your sight. So maybe he flew, maybe not. But he jumps off the shoulder, goes bouncing down the street, hangs a hard left at the first alley and takes off. And so, exit Damus. Demos, star of the show. <laughs> so, continuing our rounds. Yes? Well, it seems like Nico already made coffee, so I assume we've had breakfast, we've filled our tummies, we've uh, let Flappy Bird go, as well as the uh, bird wannabe bard, and head into town. Now, uh, everyone has equipment and you have your, you know, your special stuff stashed or whatever, right? You guys are happy with, uh, with, um, yep. your, your, your gear and everything, right? Okay. Just, just to be sure before like stuff goes sideways, you're like, oh yeah, didn't I buy the whatever? And like, I don't want that to be round three. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally bought the, and you're like, what? <laughs> no, we're level two. Uh, I would have made sure to, uh, re-put on my chain scarf at some point after oh yeah no untying the bar yeah like fresh new day you got like i said you guys have cleaned up you're good to go fully armed fully armored and that includes if you guys all want to be packing those crossbows and 10 bolts a piece and you know like the whole bit right yeah full plate armor for everybody no no leather armor a couple of uh, decent suits they'll get by we're all untrained it would be embarrassing at the best you could get like put on several we were talking about all layers i'm very much trained most you know, you can, we can put on like a couple of layers, I guess. <laughs> Just a helmet. Well, that seems like such a waste. Snaps finger. This is much, much lighter. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, one <clears throat> fine morning, right? He strolls into town. And funny enough, uh, Inigo Zogs, okay, you see him wandering around Simri. You guys talked about going out to the docks. You actually see the man in town. And I'll pull up his picture. Guy totally looks like Skarnazi. Like, <laughs> just like straight up, you know. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Isn't that awesome? I love this picture. Yeah. yeah. Imagine the burnished, uh, ribbed leather jacket strips that have been sewn together. The white 
ribbon sort of ascot kerchief, the poor man's one that's just wrapped around his neck like it's covering a throat scar and just tied. Like it's a, more of a bandage than actual, you know, anything denoting nobility. A tuft at the chin, a straight, all I can think of is like Adam's family kind of mustache going on here, right? Uh, a wisp of dark brown hair. The Gomez Adams. Yeah, yeah short hair. Um, mutton chops that come down off the cheek and then actually just kind of depart, like swirl out. Don't come all the way down to the chin. Uh, you know, the, the twice broken scarred eyebrow. I love that, right? And again, even narrower and even darker shifty eyes than our arch baron himself but what really sells it for me is they put in besides all the creases and age around the man's face even though he can't be any more than 50 something is the hook nose the boxer nose the bridge the bridge nose comes way out straight down almost Errol Flynn style you know I'm I'm getting like a a wolverine meets Pepe Le Pew love child Mm. kind of vibe from this yeah definitely 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 so, anyway, Simmery, you spot him, you know, going about his business, talking to people. If uh, you guys, you know, if you want to point him out to Niles and have a chat with him about the docks, there's a perfectly good chance. If not, you can go down to the docks later. Up to you. His name is Nikolai Os... His name is Ingo. Ingo. Zogs. I-N-G-O. Zogs. Z-O-A-G-S. Ingo. Like, think of, like, inbred toe or something, like Ingo. Or Mr. Zog. Or Indigo, the color. Well, I'm thinking of like Inago. Maybe that's what they were going for. Inago from like Othello, right? But anyway, Ingo. Oh, call it. Oh, Zogs. Let me introduce you to the fine doctor who's entered our town. Okay. So, cocking said twice scarred eyebrow. He, uh, you know, wanders over. <coughs> oh, uh, <laughs> young Simmery. What a fine day. Such fine gentlemen. I see you're wearing the proud banner of Archbaron. And he's chewing on a toothpick. And it's like sticking up. Like not like the down drawl from the south. It's that um, he's got it pressed so tight in his teeth with his grin that it sticks up off into an angle. I wish I had a toothpick now I could chew on. But anyway, get the idea. He's actively doing it. Thank you. Doctor, you say, doctor. He turns over and he just starts, like, glad-handing Luca. Inigo. Yes, uh, your name precedes you. It's a pleasure to make a acquaintance. And you, the name. And you are? Because he's, he's shaking Luca's hand when she said doctor. Yeah. Professor Naus Cronin of Yogarin. Professor? Well, well. Such a distinguished title. Such a distinguished man. Nice coat. What can I do for you today? I just... Getting to know the locals. I intend to be around for a, a bit of a while. So, uh, Lady Simri was kind enough to show me around town and introduce me to who's who, as it were. I see, I see. Yeah, I have heard the rumors. I've seen the posts and agree with them, of course. You know, the Archbaron has trust me with the docks, all that comes and goes. So, gentlemen, if you need anything, you need to send anything out or expecting anything valuable let me know up front and i'll take excellent care of it for you until it reaches the proper hands and he just kind of spreads his hands like implying you guys then he leans over to simri and whispers something looks like you're moving up in the world kid 
Just trying my hardest to uh, get a better uh, handle on life. Hmm. So am I to assume that you find gentlemen sporting our arch baron and he like puts like pretend finger antlers on his head for just a moment? Like so fast, you almost like, was he insulting him or is that a flattery? And just up they go, wiggles them like antlers. Our arch baron, that, uh, you know, things should be a little bit more, shall we say, strict around here. Things should uh, flow smoothly. He says, you know, you know, and again, for whatever reason, just leaning into Luca, like he's obviously in charge of everything. Like, imagine the man in black, Rob, the charismatic Nico. The prestigious professor and the person he knows, Simri. But for some reason, he's still shaking Luca's hand like he's the boss. And he leans in, he says, you know, most of the local transports of goods, correspondence, and passengers to and from the nearby Whisper River cross my docks. And uh, I think I have a proposition for you, if you want to hear me out. How do you propose that we could assist you? Oh, not here, not here. <laughs> in the middle of the street. <laughs> uh, I understand you've sort of taken up residence. Uh, shall we say the Stalish Jail? Eh? Like he's trying to name it. And? Insulting the ranger that got booted and complimenting young Simri at the same time. Let's meet there and say an hour. Then you guys can hear me out. I wouldn't want to interrupt your daily business, gentlemen, please. And he kind of backs off and bows and, you know. The sweeping gesture lets you guys go about your day. Very well. I just have a few matters to attend to on the up and up gentleman in this fine middle of the day, not curfewed in, you know, morning. See you in an hour. And with that, unless you guys hold him up, off he goes. He probably will be back at the jail in a while. As soon as he's out of earshot, Nico just kind of turns and looks at everybody. I would trust that man just as far as I could throw him. And then he'll like hold up his withered hands. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Simri, what is your actual plus to local knowledge? Uh, uh, five. Okay. Uh, so a passive 15 is decent. Definitely decent. He is accepted and backed by the Baron. So I'm not saying you guys can't mess with him. You guys are the law, especially you catch him on something. And of course, you guys are the new kids in town. We're like, oh, you guys want to like blackmail somebody going, oh, these illegal goods. I'm muscling out or whatever. Like the Baron is kind of giving you guys a lot of leeway. But there are people in place that make this town tick. And with, we're kind of the goon squad, and he's kind of like the distributor. Well, it's, it's before we got too far in this, because like I said, this we're approaching ground that like no one's ever said, and I, I hate to like spell it out, but think of it this way in a movie where you either replace the help or now they work for you kind of thing. You come to some kind of agreement, right? You, right. If you don't trust a guy, then you replace him. If you trust a guy well enough, you pay him well, and you stand back, and he does all the work for you, right? Simple as that. Yeah. Criminal Empire 101. So, anyway, he has some kind of proposal for you. We will get back to that. After these messages. No. <laughs> get back to that mm -hmm. in an hour, if you guys want to keep that appointment. Yeah. Okay. I, I, mean, I, vote, I vote for yes. I would say so. He held my he he's, he held my slave my, my slave scar for quite a long time there and didn't make any mention of it at all. Now speaking of scars, um, you guys all have a mark that looks like a, the vague shape of the actual country of Cheliax itself burned into your hands after swearing the Hellfire Compact. Yes, we do. 
and you guys are a little down on hip, yeah, you, hit points. You, you can't of really it. tell with Nico, Nico's hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it heals. Oh no, the pain! He's <laughs> got like a fresh patch of red, like virgin skin that's healed back in. That's just as creepy. Um, but you guys are were like down on hit points, and being only first level, did you guys have any like, you know, besides a night's rest or whatever? Which I believe in first edition is kind of like your level of hit points. You know, y'all get one back, you know, kind of thing, but you guys having anywhere from like six to 12 tops, like any damage you take should be addressed. So, so if we don't forget it, is there any kind of oh. magical healing or health checks you guys want to do to, you know? Yeah. If we have any healing, that would be good. I'm at about three out of 16 hit points at the moment. Yeah. I'm not feeling very good. <laughs> do we have a healer in the party? Well, it depends on how long you want to wait. I can heal, but it takes me time to prepare. Yeah. I'm not a healer. You're O negatory. I'm a herder. I'm a herder. <laughs> I make you feel bad. Okay. Well, given given time, I can now, prepare tinctures. Okay, that is good. Crafting is good. But being second level, maybe the new guys, is anyone packing the old 50 gold piece potion for emergencies? Or is that something we're going to keep under wraps? Because you just met these people. We're all working together. Doesn't mean you're friends. We're all doing the party share and care. This might be actually one of the first things that an evil party goes up against them. You guys were enjoying free tickle torture a minute ago. Now it's like in a regular party. Oh yeah, Bob, here's my potion. Spare it. Now you guys are all like healing. I don't have any fucking healing for you. I hope you feel better, asshole. You know, <laughs> what do you guys want to do? Unfortunately, uh, best if you were to spend at least a few days, I could heal those wounds. It's not my proficiency, but I know the ways. Ah, uh, what could happen? I'm a troll. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think oh. I figured out who our first um, wrangled uh, in town expertise is going to be. Simori, what mm. uh, kind of healers does this town have? Well, let me think. Mm. Do you guys remember the doctor uh, that we we did a little cameo? Oh, yeah. That came, that showed up and like was giving you guys shit. <laughs> Wasn't she flirting with? Well, um, there is, um, sorry, I need to scroll to it off, off the top of my head. There is, um, a lady that runs a hospice for like seniors and has taken some in and lately is, you know, having trouble, you know, making ends meet poor thing. But, um, does she have any idea how much cadavers are worth? <laughs> skipping right over that statement. Um, <laughs> The poor thing. There are lack of understanding of basic economics. There are uh, places in town that I wouldn't say they're like a potion shop, but there's a merchant. There's a, just a couple general stores and stuff where like a certain amount of healing can be purchased. I was going to say, we've been getting paid a lot. Might as well see what a potion goes for and uh, what we get as a discount working for the Baron. Okay. Well, um, off the top of my head there, it's... It's not where you go. It's kind of like who owns it and their outlook. Somebody starts explaining on the way. So as you guys sort of like are taking like the half a lap, you know what I mean? Somebody starts giving you guys a breakdown on some of the who's who. And, and like, like she selects a couple of locations that could possibly have healing potions. But again, it's more of um, uh, who runs it kind of deal. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. thinking back to who, what, like who my master used to talk to, do you think it be could it be possible to help out uh, with a uh, twenty-eight knowledge local? Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I don't want to rob the NPC of one of our primary purposes, but I could see that your master may have run-ins or a different view, like being a wizard, talk to people at Simri. Oh, he's a wizard, you know. Hmm. And Simri just knows that the guy is a retired wizard. I mean, there's a battle wizard that lives in town. Straight up, the guy really keeps to himself, and you can barely get a couple cantrips out of him. But pay him enough, you know, should be uh, should be good. Um, little bit of a secret there, Luca, with your sorry, what was it? Uh, twenty eight. With your awesome twenty eight, the guy actually was not a battle wizard. He did serve in the Chelish army, but he was a necromancer. Necromancy was his specialty, and according to your master, he retired. Gave it up, came here, it's living a normal little life, quiet little life, and your master visited him and because he was a brilliant man. Just can't oh, what was his name? The master had like a nickname for him. You know what I mean? Like a a, a buddy name. With Bones? Sorry? Bones? Yeah, something like that. Like you know what I mean? Like he hmm. <laughs> It don't make me go down that road, right? Bones, Scotty. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, so I guess I guess we could. God damn it! I'm a necromancer, not a healer. Uh, anyway, so I'm, <laughs> as far as you mentioned, various healers in the area that would be. You said that we were looking for more people that would be aligned with our interests. Um, what about? There's, I believe there's that local battle mage. He might have some access to yeah. uh, something that could help. Simri, there's the Wilmore house where Miss Nerissa Wilmore is reputed to be a witch and keeps a legion of small white identical cats. There is a local merchant uh, and literally has like sort of the stall that pops up and he just moves it all over town. Um, they're actually, it's probably one of your, like there's guilds general store, uh, a couple senior citizens, sisters, Imoa and Ola guild, uh, grew up here and their old mom who's, you know, had a stint in the military actually would extend a gracious discount to anyone millet mil with like had given military service that at least that she believes is justified you could flash ROM in front of them. Uh, Lucas prattling in here about about the necromancer. I'm sorry, about the famous battle mage, but that guy's scary. Like he keeps to himself. He barely talks to anybody. You know, that's that's sort of a hard. It's great because he's a wizard, probably has potions, easy. But getting him to answer his door, not so easy. You know, necessarily want to like piss him off, kind of thing. No, you're probably your best bet is actually Odmir's tonics. There's a painting of a rainbow-hued imp exploding from a bottle making the gaudy wheeled storefront one elish odmir is an alchemist and if anyone's got something that's you know decent in a bottle now personally i'm not saying you have a history with the guy but the you know the creepy old guy merchant that's always like a little grabby you know you're 14 is like wow hey you've grown up you know like you buy <laughs> you know that kind of thing dude's an old perv so you kind of blocked him out, but it's like dealing with a wizard's doorstep, even less. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you have your personal army. Odmir's tonics, probably your best bet. Uh, Rondelli's hospital, hospice, Grayla Roland 
isn't a doctor, but she does have a lot of healing skill. You know, if you guys want to go the old natural route. Anyway, all this buzzing in your brain and Lucas prattling in your ear. Uh, and finally, what do you think? I'm not entirely against splitting up and seeing who can find the best deal, as it were. Um, not exactly being in the mood to deal with the pervy old man. I'd take the crazy cat lady any day. Okay. Now, you guys think you've got stones enough to go it alone, just you and your armband? Or you guys want to break into pairs or just divide the party in half, a twosome and a threesome? Because your muscle, the crow, has left. So now we're now a party of five, not six. It's rolled as a unit. I mean, I'm I, I am open if I there, there's a weird narration in my head that seems to be steering away from the wizard. <laughs> as, <laughs> as much as getting as much as access to potions and such would be quite convenient. Um, I do think a, a slightly more I'm I'm in need of a slightly more financially available option for healing. So if I if it's all right with you. I would like to go and speak to the local doctor. There is none. There's points no, to the doctor. That would be the. I, I'm referring to the lady who has slightly more training in like. Oh, okay. So, 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 uh, Greya. Yes. Okay. Now, Luca, you weren't here, but Greya, uh, as soon as you guys, as soon as these guys posted notice, she was all over them like a little old lady going, "How could? What do you mean groups?" And like she just battered them and then started hitting on Nico and all that stuff. Like, Simri does have that in her head. That like, the, uh, do you remember that encounter a couple days ago? You guys done? You guys were at the well, center of town. Yeah, yeah, I recall. And our and our guest cameo came out and played, did a great yeah, joke. Maybe. maybe. Maybe me and uh, Luca should go. She seemed to hit it off with me. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Two there. Uh, Teelan Ruckler is our retired war mage. And like I said, then there's the witch, the cat lady. And uh, you could send them without you to Odmir's Tonics. I mean, you know, his, his potions are good. They have money. But if you guys want to try the, the schmoozy approach and try and get something for less, you might at least fish around elsewhere. Couldn't hurt, right? Are you saying that he's not uh, amiable to discounts? Uh, the way your party would get a discount with you in it, probably not to your liking. There. Oh, Rom can flash a little leg. Oh, I can flash more than leg. Well, since Nico and Luca are uh, going to go hang out with um, <laughs> the uh, available <laughs> older woman, uh, turning to the doctor and Rom, I say, you know, what's to your liking? <laughs> Not saying that. <laughs> Crazy cats are uh, pervy old man. Um, I mean, it, it, <clears throat> lo local tonics. <laughs> silence is also an answer. Uh, Whatever dealing with someone who keeps many animals is more likely to be willing to help others. So I said, let's go, crazy cat lady. Those who have a heart for uh, pets and animals, or as opposed to the lady that's actually helping a whole bunch of people at a hospice. <laughs> oh, I I thought the uh, the other group was going to her. No, I know. I just I love your reasoning, right? The cat lady, we well, can trust her. I'll... Oh, sorry. It's a bunch of life forms that are kept alive. Oh. Surely she knows about sustaining that much at least. Yeah. there is sound logic. No, I I love it. I love it. I just. I was just flipping the joke on. I wasn't braiding Aiden for his choice. I was flipping the joke on Rom. It's like you know, I just love how he thinks, right? Let's go with the cat lady, you know, ignoring the lady that helps other seniors. Okay, so 
uh, Simri and Rom are headed for the witch. Is that right? And Nico is going to reunite with his uh, Tuesday flame. I'm sorry, I'm seeing the bartender now. <laughs> Something like that. Luca, you want to go along with the wizard? I mean, you could always introduce yourself as so-and-so's apprentice. Oh, I could do that another day. I, oh, okay. I do, in fact, want to go for finding help. Okay. So which party are you going with? You're going to go with Niles and Nico, who I think are going to go to the hospice? No, it was you. Sorry, you wanted to go to the hospice. Uh, I'm going to the hospice, Sorry, yes. yes, you're going to the hospice. It's a, there's many confusing storylines going on here. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then many parallel storylines. Sorry, who, who's going where? <laughs> I've gotten confused. Who, and who's on second? Yes. What's happening? Luca, Luca and I, for sure, are going to see the old hospice lady. Right, okay. Um, I think the only one who hasn't decided is Niles. Okay, I think he's... Uh, no, Niles is going with Simmery. Oh, okay. Well, then who are we missing? Okay. Um, uh, no, yeah, that's right. And then Rom just chimed in about the cat lady. And we're good. Okay. Three for the witch, two okay. for the... Okay. All right. Wait, which? Uh, which witch is which? I'm picking up a D8. So just let me flip a street urchin here. Uh, Otter even there, uh, Rom. Oh, no. It's Ramiel. Run. <laughs> uh, that sounds like odd. Odd. Four. Okay. So we start with the other, the other ones. So Luca leading the charge. Nico. Do you fill Luca in that you have a past relationship with this woman or intel? Because like, like just because I'm reminding oh, yeah, the that's, audience. No, I suggest that. Oh, okay. I know this chick, man. Okay. She's going to help you out. Again, unlike a, unlike a good... <laughs> <laughs> She'll clean your pipes. Because <laughs> she's a chimney sweep, Luca. Poor guy, so innocent. <laughs> I, I would need a house first. Oh, Jesus. I will give you a villain point. <laughs> If you show up on her doorstep as Luca, that as he, I just listened back to last episode, the empty faced smile. Hi, are you a chimney sweep? Will you clean my pipes? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Perhaps we can buy. Uh, if, I, if I had pipes that needed cleaning, yeah, certainly. You gotta, buy, but... you gotta buy a house first. Yes. <laughs> all right. Let's have your priorities in line. All right. All right. Hmm. So. Uh, where are we here? Ron Roland Rolandes, Jesus Rolandes Hospice. Guria opened her home to an elderly retiree who could no longer live alone. In doing so, she realized that dozens of long acres elderly were struggling now to survive and faced uncertain futures. Over several years, she's transformed her home into a charity hospice. These are Simri's parting words to you as you guys like you know this is what I know about the place and off we go hmm. so you guys show up on her door screen door of course exactly right screen door <laughs> rap 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 okay she comes to the door does not open the screen recognizes what's, what's her name again sorry Hollandese her name is G-E-R-Y-A Gira Gira yeah yeah Gira and it's Rolhandlindy. Rolhandlindy. Yeah, it's like R O H A L E N D I apostrophe S, like Rolhandlindy. Yeah, just call her. Right, it is now. Yeah, just call her uh, Gira. You know, you're, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure you're on a pinch slap first name basis. Jeez. So, yeah, walk up, knock on the door. Yeah. Mr. Skira. Oh. Are you home? Oh. It's you. And she like smooths her apron. And then she sees Niles and the rest of you guys like, oh, it's obviously business, not social. And remember, she was telling them off. So she suddenly folds her arms. Mm -hmm. 
What do you want? Didn't we split the party? Yeah. Yeah, we split the party. It's just me and uh, yeah. and Luca. Oh, I thought Niles Luca was Luca, Luca wasn't there. Niles went to the witch. Oh, right. Sorry. Okay. Just me and Luca. Okay. That's why well, I was like, we'll go. You're, you're not alone. So she's just like, oh, what do you want? I also see the armbands at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Mistress, I am wondering perhaps with your skill in caring for the elderly, have you any other healing arts that you could ply? My friend has been injured uh, in the line of duty, of course, uh, keeping the town safe from the devious miscreant. You hurt, I was wondering. I don't suppose you you, you hurt you hurt yourself uh, enforcing that ridiculous curfew. Do you know I have more than? And then she like looks around and leans into you, whisper like, "Maybe I can trust you more than the said amount of people at all times in my home." Is that why you're here? Uh, no, I was hurt by the Baron. Uh, by the Baron, actually. But um, holy crap! Speaking can I, a, of... can I have a perception check. Damn, your ears are good. I was whispering to him. <laughs> Oh, then Stan, it's, I was just being a dick, sorry. <laughs> it's nothing like that, Mr. Skira. nothing like that. And and you have no worries. I will personally see to it that no prying eyes fall upon your establishment while I am in the militia. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Okay. I was hoping to make a trade. I'm particular. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm a bit of a, uh, well, I, I, was a wiz- I was a wizard's apprentice, but now I'm on my own for now, but... Uh, I'm particularly good at cleaning things up quite quickly, if that would help. So I was hoping I could make a trade for... I will clean uh, clean your ho- uh, an area of the hospice in exchange for medic- uh, slight medical treatment. Okay, she thinks. The shed around back. Give it a good wash and cleaning. You know, polish the rakes, you know, the whole bit. This is basic garden shed. You clean that up. And uh, yeah. uh, Nico interrupts with a smashingly powerful diplomacy of 27. Okay. No, I believe what he says is he wishes to volunteer to aid you in your endeavors here. As do I. Perhaps not with time, but with this. And I'll pull five gold out and hand it to her. Okay. She I'm, she I'm, opens the screen door and out comes the hand. I was just waiting for like you to open the screen door and start like a tug of war with this flimsy screen door where she'd win because you have such flimsy hands. But a DM <laughs> can dream, right? Okay, now you're just straight up slipping her money. So she opens the thing, looks inside gasps a little and says uh yeah okay what exactly she says handing the money back quickly would that entail the woman is not young and not naive you don't just hand over money in the baron's name without expecting something very steep in return she's worried oh do not misunderstand this is not from the baron this is from myself I realize the good that you bring to this time. Oh, okay. Luca, before you can breathe, she snatches the money and Nico inside and tells you sheds out back, slams the door. Wait. Please, if you could so, assist so my an hour later. friend first. <laughs> like, and, and, please, okay, okay, yes, okay. Yes, an yes, hour or two yes, later, right? Yes, Luca yes. Did, did the shed in like five minutes. Everything's spotless. The, the rake's all non-rusty. Like, just threw the cantrip around. The place looks great, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Never been better. Never been better, right? But he's got to wait the extra three hours. Nico comes stumbling, at, stumbling out the back door. I just go talking to any of the older people that are sitting in the hospice. So why not? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there's like a back porch they're rocking, right? So Nico, here you come out tucking in your shirt, right? And there's Luca, right? And they're like, he's like charmed the little old biddies that you know because they have someone to talk to, right? You know. Anyway, they're 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 fawning over him, but they're arguing with each other over whose son 
Luca is. Like, they've picked a relative or somebody in town, and they're insisting that he's so-and-so's boy. Oh, no, no, he's the, you know, you know, Luke. Anyway, then there are, he gave his name Luca, and they, they both have a Luca in their head or somebody like Luke. No, that's Lucas, you idiot. It's, you know, that type of thing that's going on, and he's telling stories. Anyway, the scene that you come upon, you hope the shit's clear, clean, because your pipes are. My pipes are extra clean. Gira is very well versed in the arts of the pipe clean. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Grave robber. It's just my type. Mission accomplished. Zooming. I'm older than she is. Even though I brought this upon myself, let's zoom across town, not quite fast enough, to <laughs> the location of our old lady with too many cats. Simmery leading the charge, Rom and Niles trailing behind to the Wilmore house. Indisputably, Longacre's oldest resident. Miss Nizra Wilmore. Simri. She does have a reputation for indulging in strange superstitions and for keeping a small legion of identical white cats. No one can say exactly how old Wilmore is, but most assume she's well over 110 years old plus. There are a lot of rumors swirling around Wilmore House, most related to its guardian cats and the strangely colored smoke that frequently spires from her chimney. However, you have always found her very welcoming, and the cats like you too. So, bang on the door. Okay. Light knock. Yeah. Miss Wilmer. <laughs> Professor Niles. Yes. That's a lot of cats, and you know it would be probably hard for an old lady, if she's as old as Simri says, to remember and keep tabs on all of them twenty four seven, since they seem to be indoor and outdoor cats. How does the hygiene seem? Oh, well, well kept. And amazing, they all do seem to be identical. That is I, fascinating. I attempt to collect a few samples. Okay. So you, you you know, cat's brushing up against your leg. You, you reach down and... Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Pluck a few hairs. Good kitty. <laughs> pluck a few hairs and the cat, Good kitty. cat freaks out, swats, swats at you. Oh, that's all right. You have plenty more where that came from, don't you? Are you, ta- you, t- are you, you? talking about the hair, or are we talking like a sample of a whole cat? Uh, no, of the fur. Oh, it's oh okay. Enough. Okay. For for now, at least. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm I'm forgetting what you what you have here. You just vigorously brush the cat with some love, and a whole bunch of fur comes off because these things are shed mobiles, right? So you just, you know, <laughs> you brush my cat, man. Like I have a whole other cat bunny ball (laughs) just yeah i have a wig in about less than 30 seconds yeah your mustache comb there you go he just whips out his little comb and just brush 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 and pocket and you know takes it gets out the blue glove and the evidence bag and we're good anyway by the time you're done collecting a sample niles uh, Mm -hmm. um two things are prevalent finally she comes to the door and for some strange reason okay the cats won't come near rom but a lot of them just stop and stare at him like with whether they're pissed or fascinated you're not sure but cats are going about doing their thing and any come within like 15 feet around they just stop and they just stop some sit down some just looking at him you know they're just studying him cat after cat after cat it's like parting the sea of cats <laughs> no they, they start getting in the way because they're like they all just kind of they don't come to him he's not the pat cat piper or anything they just you just notice a whole bunch of cats are like definitely taking note of Rom. 
and you, you're not sure if they're like, you know, it's not like they're arching their back and hissing at him, and it's not like they're coming over rubbing against him either. They're just stopped cold, and they're just looking at him like, oh. Anyway, as you expected, uh, Simmery, okay? Mm. You, you, oh, Simmery, my dear, oh, how are you? It's been so long, you know, come in, come in, come in. Oh, who are your friends? You know, bring them in, eh? Anyway, you turn around and kind of point who they are out, and this whole scene suddenly becomes prevalent. You see a cat being very pissy with Niles' reinforced uh, waiter boots, and he's pocketing something, and you see, like, at least half a dozen or more cats all just kind of, like, sitting out there looking. They're keeping their distance from him, but they're just, you know, mesmerized by Rom. Uh, not much of a cat person, Rom? Uh, I'm gonna pose to them. Well, that's good, because there's a... Kitty's aplenty. Uh... Miss Wilmar, this is Rom and Niles, Dr. Niles. Um, we'd love to come in for afternoon tea. Oh, oh, wonderful. Oh, oh, Crim, Timmy, be a dear. Would you run down to uh, Idol's store and, and pick me up some of those lovely digestive biscuits? You know, she doesn't get on very well with um, uh, Emil and Ola's old mom. You have the old military stringent lady and you have like the witch in town paths should not cross so anyone that can get her those cookies she will you know pay for their trouble or get a wonderful tea or whatever so if you don't mind uh you know running off and get some cookies for our tea i'll make the tea and it'll be ready you know tea be ready by the time you get back uh miss wilmar if possible could you make the tea extra strong possibly for uh, some boo-boos and i'll get you two boxes Oh, oh, what? Are you injured, dear? And she starts, like, you know, rolling an eyeball and looking through your hair. <laughs> Looks at her teeth like a horse, like, very friendly old lady all of a sudden here, guys. <laughs> Simmery puts up with it and just, you know, puts up with it and just, like, calms her hands. And no, 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 you know, it's all good. It's a surface physical. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I can see what's happening here. Okay. Yeah, Simmery explains they've been very run down lately and they, they could oh. use a pick-me-up of the uh, ah. possible healing kind. Okay. Well, I'll see what I have. Mm. Anyway, the cookies, won't you? Sure. Simmery pops off. Okay. Now, Simmery, being like teen or 20-something, I think she's like 22, 24 kind of thing, right? Uh, uh, really? I thought she was like 15. <laughs> no, no. I think Simmery is like, like I said, she's, she's somewhere between 18 and like 22. Really trying to make a name for herself kind of thing, right? Hmm. Grew up like an urchin. Like we always talk about, like the town knows you as the fifteen-year-old, but you summers go by and you're like you're like twenty, twenty-two now. Going, I'm a woman, and you're getting in with a bad crowd. You know what I mean? But they all they'll always see you as that scampy. You know what I mean? Yeah, so but, she just plays it up for the old woman. Yeah, the little hellions. Best grandma figure in town. Well, there, well, there's there's also <laughs> um, the sheriff, right? And hmm. and your her niece is this little hellion you know type of thing so the sheriff's kept you in a lot of trouble and all that kind of type of thing anyway um doesn't say anything about the sash on your arm doesn't say anything about your strange guys that just go get the cookies and no problem you know so anyway she takes off like a bat rom this chick can move she takes off at a sprint and you know nimble nimble simry rogue in leather one not hindered by all you guys knows every alley, every pathway, every shortcut, just shoom. You guys literally will have the three to five minutes of tea, you know, type of thing. Hmm. Anyway, um, she just recedes into the home backwards and disappears in the shadows and leaves the front door open. I'll walk in. Okay. 
quite the quaint home you have here. The felines seem quite attracted to this domicile. Okay. Rom, you move. The cats don't impede your path, but they they just stay. And when you encounter new cats, they stop what they're doing and just regard you. It's like you've, he's like the cat pauser, not the cat whisperer, not the cat. They don't fall. Like I said, they don't follow you. The ones outside just watch you go, you know, and you run into any new cat. It'll just stop what it's doing. There's a cat, you know, on the fireplace. Howarth, look at itself. Rom walks in. It just looks up and just stares at him. Yeah, that kind of thing going on. Anyway, um, a voice from the kitchen comes floating down the hallway at Niall's comment. Make yourselves to home in the kitchen, gentlemen. I do as I'll follow Niles as well. Rom, be sure to wipe off your boots. Of course, I'm not a heathen. I wasn't implying as such. Merely manners. So, Miss Nizra Wilmore is in the kitchen, making tea, and just kind of calling out two rooms away. Picture a, a basic flat where you, big porch, you go in the door, and on the left, the wall breaks for stairs going up. The hallway goes straight in with like a mirror and it opens into a kitchen in the back and right off on your right side through an arch is some teeny little living room and through another arch is a teeny little dining room which off of that is back around the corner to the kitchen that kind of thing so you know you're like mm-hmm. people you're close enough through the arches that they just talk to you even though she's kind of out of sight yeah okay yeah. make yourselves at home gentlemen hmm. um anyway you guys come in and there's like granny furniture there's this wicker chair, a rocker, and it's massive with heavy arms and the whole thing is made of like twined wicker. And it's it's got some of that like frayed edge flare off of it, like almost on purpose. Like the wicker hasn't been cut to form to shape, but nowhere mm. where you'd like brush yourself on it. So like there's the rim of the back of the arch, but behind it, it all flares out like Game of Thrones style swords mm-hmm. right but you're not gonna hurt yourself sitting in this thing right all the wicker yeah. in the arms are all turned down and out right but it definitely gives it sort of a uh angular a wild look Aye. um anyway there's cat hair covered chair cat hair covered couch cat hair covered coffee table and there's cats freaking everywhere no sits down regardless okay I, I can't go yeah exactly like just now, to Niles, cats act like cats. You know, who are you? Look at you. Get out of your way. They're, you know, some come for attention. They're, large la- they're kind of like large lab rats. Yep. The odd one they will are... come and have a sniff and check you out, try and get a love. You know, the rest of them just kind of like go about their whatever. Oh, more samples. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, so, so generous with your samples. Couldn't you? Yes, you are. Send your brothers and sisters this way. Could oh. you? Ron, what are you doing? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll kind of put an arm heavily down on one of the cushions of the couch to make sure it, you know, it won't break under me and then I'll, okay. you know, if there's any cats just sitting there staring at me, I'll lie, you know, gently and slowly reach for one to move it out of the way. Okay. Please put one on your lap. Just, I, I want to <laughs> see you interact with one. So, yeah. sure enough, there is like a cat that's, you know, you feel you're going to have to like encounter, you know, and you, like you said, you pick it up like a kid. You know, like under the armpits kind of thing, right? And just shift it and place it down, right? And like it, like it's an actual like doll. As you place it down and it balances, you know, back feet, tail, front feet, it just sits exactly where you put it, looking up at you, regarding you blankly. Doesn't fret that you touched it. Doesn't 
doesn't you know doesn't move off like you know, if you move a cat cat goes whatever and leaves right this thing just you pick it up it just looks at you, you just set it over there out of your way and it just sits there looking at you and sure enough now cats are doing their thing in the room or whatever but like i said there's the odd one that will come by and just kind of look up at them and watch huh. oh excuse me miss do you have any idea why the cats are acting like this around me oh well she says cats are like mirrors she says they'll reflect one's personality if you want to acquiesce to one just squint your eyes and smile at it don't show your teeth but the squinting of the eye as opposed to a straight staring contest they'll warm up to you so he leans <laughs> he leans down starts like squinting madly into this cat's face right Niles, this is hilarious. Like, he's having this face off with the cat. Cat doesn't blink, doesn't do the, like, a regular cat would the act, like, blink back. Nope, cat just staring at him. Blank. But again, they don't look like they're mad. They don't look like they're threatening him. They're just looking at him. And he's squinting at one and squinting at another. And <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Do- doctor, what's more interesting now? The cat's around. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, she comes in. And she says, there, kettle's on to be done soon. You know, and she eases herself into, of course, the large wicker rocker. And then leans back and there's like the weirdest sounding creak. This thing does not sound like wicker moving. This is a strange ass creak. And it doesn't seem to come from the chair. It's like the house creaks all around you instead of the chair. And then she leans forward, gets a couple rocks in, and sort of is almost like she's stretching her back by sitting. And then leans forward and starts naming the cats. Rosemary, time! Thaddeus, away, away, away! You know, starts telling them, that you know, like, leave him alone. You know, that kind of thing, right? Anyway, she'll randomly call a name, and a random cat will immediately look over at her and then move away. But they don't go far. They start filling the hallway and filling the dining room, okay? And in the dining room, because they've emptied, they've actually obeyed her and emptied this room, they're just on the table, on the chair, everywhere, but there's a couple right on the freaking border staring at our dude, and then there's a couple in the hallway, you know, on the stairs, up on the stairs, like each step, one, two, four, you know, staring in there at Rom, and the others are just walking around doing cat things or disappeared, you know, that kind of thing. So, gentlemen, you must be new in town. Very. She, Very much so. She passes wind loudly and acts like it didn't happen. Classic old lady style. Hmm. Doesn't go, oh my, or anything. I, just, just stares at you intently until you, you say something. Because if I say something, it happened. If you just keep talking, it never happened. <laughs> Niles doesn't... He waits. T- intimidation. <laughs> From who? From me. <laughs> 400 so um <laughs> rom she she breaks when it fills the room miraculously like crazy like a couple cats that are staring at you in the hall just keel right over like thunk and now they're staring at you on their side right professor niles being used to alchemy and like a million different scents in a lab or whatever it's just just and quite, trust me yeah. cadavers make much oh yeah sounds. like yeah it just they're just having this is they're suddenly having this like staring con test by the time you're really ready to like claw your own face off from the stench he, no, he, he's waiting he's like 
did she die? <laughs> did opportun has opportunity bequest me with something that I wanted? Imagine that, eh? Yeah, boy. Praise be the deities. I know not which one to thank, but thank thee, the one that gave me this opportunity. Oh, blessed be these spooky seasons. You boys are new in town. Rap, and then you just get this. <laughs> Niall starts going on. Anyway, thank I'm, God I'm, Simri comes back. All right. Okay. You just hear the door open. Clump, 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 clump. Okay. At the same point, the 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 surgery tools are half rolled out. Like, <laughs> You're right. Just getting ready to call the time. Time of death. Um, Simri opens the door, and it's like a gust of wind comes down the hall and just empties the room of the stench. And by the time Simri like pokes her head around the corner to see where you guys and what you guys are doing, she's animated again, like snapped out of a trance. Simri, dear, the cookies. And she, again, she leans forward and the whole house seems to creak. Um, and she shuffles over Simri and thanks her very much and gives her money to pay for the cookies plus tip and then shuffles off to the kitchen. And sure enough, you guys only now seem to notice that the kiss the kettle's been whistling like mad during that strange interlude. <laughs> and we have cookies and tea with a witch that should have died a long, long time ago. Well, it smells like she died a long, long time ago. You've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> we should have gone with the others. Simmer oh. gets palm the money and she's like, no, no, really, Miss Wilmart. Really? No, the healing is false. <laughs> It's fine. You guys um, enjoy some tea that she spiked with booze and feel better. <laughs> but no hit points. <laughs> we have a lovely long ass visit. <laughs> we get smashed with this witch in the middle of the Burmans going in the tea. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's temporary hit points. Oh, is what we get. Exactly, man. Three. The real question is, does she pull out the sewing tin no, and put the rest of yeah. the cookies in there? No, it's 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 good stuff, man. Like like the cookies go down well. There's bourbon in the tea. It just hits you guys really really hard. And There's a lot of chuck. It's a happy. It's a happy leaving party. I, <laughs> you man. Seriously, you guys are really really relaxed, feeling the buzz. Life is good. And you do, you do feel better. You feel relaxed and, you know, somewhat re revived, you know? Yeah, we're leaving. Do you have any idea how complex your cardiovascular system actually is? It's amazing. Audio watts. It's simply amazing. It's these tiny, tiny little vessels all through your body. They're everywhere. She's actually very knowledgeable about things medicine by talking about how she dated a professor, dated a doctor, dated a cleric, dated a soldier, you know, and she spouts out a name you've never heard, Simri, and a year that's, damn it, it's it's within that 110, but it's like, how old were you when you were dating so-and-so, you know, you were 45, wait a minute, you were 20 something when you were dating someone, you know, type of thing. Anyway, and she's going, she's going toe to toe with, with the professor with like, no, she has a working knowledge, and then like the professor has like a very acute knowledge. So she, no, she I am. He is not a physician. No, no. But like I said, like as what? as an alchemist and a yeah. archetype that we won't name twice because you get upset with me. Um, you know, <laughs> she's keeping up. Like she keeping up. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Rom, these cats 
you know, they, they all go freaking psychedelic <laughs> fur on you, man. Like, just sitting there, like, Rom's completely hosed, and the cats are all like, So, Mortimer, what shall we do with him? You think we could break him with just another glance? And you're just sitting there, he's just freaking out, sipping his tea, trying to be small, you know, that kind of shit. And the scene pulls back on our first day at Longacre and comes down over the jail where Inigo Zogs is pacing and been waiting for two hours because you guys spent three hours each. Nico and yeah. and luca at the old age home and you guys yeah. with with granny snuffles here three hours yeah. later boom and we will yeah. see you next time on the foul play podcast Mwah.